All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionbolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals, gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan for today, I'm super excited about this for episode 254, all the way from beautiful Michigan, none other than Curtis Shewell. Kurt, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on today, my friend. I cannot wait to dive in. Thanks for taking the time. Are you kidding me? Thanks, Gray. I mean, when you when you uh, suggested that, hey, we we get on to do a podcast, I was pretty pretty excited. I mean, this is one of the top podcasts in, in, in the country. Um, obviously, in the real estate world, it's it's a big deal. So I'm, I'm pretty honored to be on your show, and I thank you guys so much for. Uh, allowing me to be part of this. So thank you. Kurt, it's an honor on our end. And, and again, just the the amount of knowledge and information that you bring and share with the real estate world and community is insane. So I just can't wait to share it with the audience and really for them to get to know you as well along the way. So uh, let's just dive into the, the series of questions, Kurt, but I want to start with your origin story. Really, what got you into the business? Where you're from? What's your life and progression up into your career today? So let, let's start there. Wow, you're going deep. All right. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's people that know my story. It, it's um, they 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 know how I got here, and it's it's different, right? It, it's it's about proximity. One of the things that I I coach, I teach, and I train on is proximity, right? Being in proximity means nearness in space, nearness in time, and nearness in relationship. That's the definition of proximity. Well, if you're in the right people's space you're going to start running on their time because they typically run a much faster pace than we do. And then what will happen is they'll open up all the doors. So now you've got that relationship and they'll open up doors to other relationships. And this is really where your business will thrive. And I don't care what industry you're in, obviously in the real estate industry, it's all about that. And one of the biggest mistakes we make is that we think the agent on the other side is our enemy. And it's like, are you nuts? That's the person that we're working with. That's our business partner, if you will, on every transaction. You have to work with the agent on the other side. So when you learn this and you stop treating agents as the enemy and start treating them as this is who I need to make sure I'm friends with because I need these people in my world so I can put deals together with these people, then you'll find that your whole business will shift and change and you'll start selling a lot more homes. You'll help a lot more people. Life will change. So that's that's what you're looking for. So the way I got into real estate kind of comes from that. It's that proximity thing, right? So what, what the real deal was, was if you have a little music in the background where you have our... Uh, our, our Santa going on in here and it gets a little crazy out there. So I apologize. No, Kurt, it's live. This is what it's all about. Yeah, so no worries at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So the way I got into real estate was, uh, I, I was, I had no intention of being in real estate. I didn't, it was not something I would grew up going, Oh my God, if I could do real estate, that would be my lifelong dream. Real estate was never on my radar. It was something I never really wanted to do. I had friends that were in real estate. They were really good at it. Um, one of my best friends sold all the houses I ever had. I mean, he, he was always my agent wow. and uh, I never thought twice about being in it. I was in sales. I was always in sales, but real estate wasn't even on my radar. Um, when uh, I'm married, I have a beautiful wife. I've got five kids. Um, so I've been very blessed in a lot of great ways like that. So it's very important that that part is, you know, my, my story. That's who I am. And that's what I'm about. And it doesn't mean I was always the best at any of those things, right? <laughs> But at the same time, I think all of us have those, those trials and tribulations. So the great news is um, what I was able to do is to find an opening, an opportunity at the lowest point. So when bad things happen to you or, or and everybody's got a story, right? And this one's mine. 
But when bad things happen to you, you have to keep moving forward, right? It's the old adage, you know, if you step in a pile of crap, you know, you need to, you need to get out of the crap real quick. Right? <laughs> well said. People, oh, you fell into a pile of, you know, manure and you always come out smelling like a rose. That's because I don't like to lay around and wallow in manure, right? Let's get out of that. So, right. Let's, let's keep moving quickly to get out of that. I don't want that stink on me. And doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. See, it happens to all of us. So uh, I have five kids, boy, boy, girl, girl, girl. And my oldest daughter was eight years old. She got sick, like sick, sick. She had cancer. So she had tumors in her brain and her spinal fluid. So it was all that kind of sick. So real sick. And um, so we went into a whole different mode. I was a regional vice president at Honeywell. So Hmm. that's what I did for my living. I had a good living. I was making some pretty good coin, making a couple hundred grand a year, feeling pretty good about ourselves. You know, we had stock, we had company car, we had you know, expense accounts, we had really cool stuff. So we lived in a, in a great scenario. My daughter gets sick. We had built this, we were living in a Pulte house and we built this Pulte home and my daughter gets sick. And um, I immediately have to go into this whole change, change mode to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we find a miracle cure for her? So wow. I was in the, it was in the miracle hunting business at that point. They had said, you know, it's going to end badly. And I was like, well, that's not okay. So we're going to have to keep, keep looking for a better answer than that. So you start going to all these hospitals and St. Jude's and, you know, children's here in, in, in Detroit and then uh, children's LA research and Johns Hopkins. And you start going to these places and you start looking for all these answers. You know, we even did a study out of Harvard where we tried some different stuff and they did the stem cell thing out of a scientist in Germany that worked out of children's LA research. And, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of these things. You're, you're crossing, you know, the, you know, the country trying to find this cure. Well, I took a leave of absence from my job. So I no longer had that. I had that position for six months. They immediately have a phenomenal company. They were terrific to me, but wow. six months was gone in a blink of an eye. Yeah. And um, I hadn't been paid. I took a leave of absence, but now at the end of that, they're like, are you coming back or are you resigning? And my job involved, I handled the top 10 accounts for the, in the country for our, for our division. Wow. And my job was to be on the road basically two weeks of the month. Right. Okay. Because none of my accounts were in Michigan. So I had to go to these accounts. Well, in doing that, I couldn't be gone because I needed to, you know, at a, at a phone call's notice, be at a hospital. Right. You know, yeah. she had five surgeries, four brain surgeries, one other surgery um, <sighs> you know, throughout her trials and tribulations. So she fought it for three, three incredible years. She's amazing. Um, and then finally she went to heaven. Well, during that time, at the six month mark, I had to decide what am I going to do? Well, the only thing that mattered was trying to find a miracle cure. So I resigned and um, continued with no income. And I thought we had enough saved up and whatever you think you have money, <laughs> you don't have enough money. Yeah. yeah. Hurt, right? I had, a, I, my oldest son was in college. So he's, he's going to college in California and um, my second son, he, he was in high school about to graduate. And then I've got Stephanie who was sick. And then I've got Savannah and I've got Sydney who are young, young girls. Right. So yeah. we're trying to figure all this out. And my wife, God bless her, right, trying to keep all this stuff going. So, um, so you run out of money, right? And after about 11 months without a job, I ran out of money. Yeah. And, and you need money to make all the stupid stuff go away, right? So I always say to people, when you have problems, people I ask people in rooms I speak in front of on stage and I'll, you know, raise your hand if you have problems. Everybody raises their hand. I say, well, do you have problems or do you have financial issues? And they kind of look at you. So the question is, if you had enough money, does it make those problems go away? Mm. And most people raise their hand and say, yes. Only a few people keep their hand up and go, no, I have real problems. This mm. was a real problem, right? Money couldn't make this go away. The yeah. problem with that was I'm focused on that major problem, but all these other ones compound because you still have all these other things happening 
and going on and you need money to make these things go away. Well, they wow. don't go away, right? If you don't have the money, they just fester, they become bigger problems. Mm -hmm. So we had, a, we had a lot of problems. And what I was looking for at that point was uh, we, were, we were broke and I had everybody, their brother coming after me for, for money. Oh, and, wow. um, so it was, I, I started praying for a miracle job, right? So I needed a miracle cure. Now I need a miracle job. Yes. It's like, holy smokes, boy, I need some miracles, right? So wow. I, I was a lot of praying, right? We were, we were doing a lot of talk, talking and walking with God. So, um, so you, have to, you have to focus on what matters, but you also have to pay attention to these other things that are not easy to do, right? Well and, that's, and that's the key, right? Because you can only focus on one thing at a time. Well, I multitask. No, I juggled a lot of stuff, right? But I can right. only focus on one at a time. So you've got to be heavily focused on, on the real problem, but you've got to pay attention to what's going on. Hmm. And that's really... A, a key component. So I needed a miracle job. And at the end of the day, to make this long story longer, uh, <laughs> what ended up happening was these guys showed up my door one day from a charity and they just said, hi, we're part of this charity. And we got your name given to us anonymously and we'd like to help you. Maybe we can pay a bill or two. He said, can we see your bills? I said, oh, absolutely. I had a milk crate, you know, and I brought it out and set on the table. And then I went back in the room and they're like, are these the bill? I go, no, I got more. And I took a second bill crate, put it on the table. Like, wow, Kurt. Gotta be kidding. I said, now we have to keep all this organized. And my wife, you know, like I said, she was just pulling her hair off trying to figure out how do we do this stuff. And so I was going through with them and they're like, how do we help you? I said, you can't. Hmm. Like, well, we have to do something. Let us pay a bill. I said, you can. I said, it's not that I don't want your money. He said, the problem is if you pay a bill, you're going to give me two weeks for free, but I'm still two more months behind doesn't change anything in 10 days i'm right where i was before you walked in my door and you wasted the money it didn't change anything i'm sure you could use that for somebody that that'll make the difference hmm. so unfortunately i'm just too far underwater and they wow. said well we can't leave and not do something for you and i said well as much as i appreciate it i don't need your money i need a miracle job hmm. and they said what's a miracle job i said a miracle job is something that i could sell i always knew how to sell i can sell so it's got to be a sales job but it has to be a huge ticket item with a massive price tag attached to it, a huge commission that comes with it. By the way, um, when I get a phone call and say, hey, you got to go down to St. Jude again and be there for six weeks, I got to literally take a phone call as known as leave, hop on a flight and be gone with my daughter to go to, to do some stuff. And they said, well, okay. Then I said, oh, and by the way, when, I, when I'm gone, no matter how long that is, give me a pair, have somebody handle my stuff, close my deals, make sure you pay me, of course, because I need that. And then when I come back, whatever that is, Open me, welcome me with open arms and open the door for me and let me run right back in as if I didn't leave. And then if it happens wow. later, be ready for me. So that was, you know, what I was up against. And the guy looked at me with a straight face, Greg, and he said, can you give me till tomorrow? And I was like, sure, I'll be right here. Like, what is this guy, crazy? Yeah. He, the next day he says, can you take a phone call? I said, yes. And his son called me and his <laughs> son was vice president of sales for, his name is Dave Balsazak. He was the vice president of sales for Pulte at the time. <laughs> and he said, I know who you are. I met your family, met your kids. When you guys build your house thing, and he goes, oh my God, I, I know your story. I'm a cancer survivor myself. My dad's got this charity. And I'm like, wow. He said, I'm going to offer you a job. I said, doing what? I don't know how to build houses. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, but I want you to sell them. You live in one. You've gone through the Pulte experience. You know how we do things. And I want you to, I want you to come and sell houses for me and I'll pay you. And I'll even up the commission a little bit and <laughs> help you out because- I'm really, you know, really, really, really want to help you. And I'm like, wow, how does this happen? I mean, this is how it happens, right? So I got my miracle job. I, I said, you know, when do you want me to start? And he said, you know, when do you want to start? I said, I'll be there in an hour. And he's like, oh, no, <laughs> give me till tomorrow. <laughs> the next day, 
Uh, I went in to sign my hiring papers and I met the girl that worked in the office with me and a couple walked in and, you know, a lot of people know the story. They, they walked in and she went up and welcome to Pulte. Here's our plat map and this is our community and blah, blah, blah. And took them in the model. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I can do that. And then a couple minutes later, another couple walked in where she's in the model. So he's like, oh, let me get that. I said, here, let me take a swing at him. And uh, he's like, are you serious? And I go, you're here. If I screw up, jump in. Right? <laughs> so I didn't give me that bad. Right. So I said, welcome to pole team. This is our plat map. Here's our community. These are our houses. Where do you live now? And they said, oh, well, we're living in a hotel because we're a re re reload here. I took a job. I'm like, oh my God, you wow. can't do that. I said, you know, here's what's really cool. You need a house and we sell houses. How crazy is that? I said, I <laughs> I think the moon and stars aligned. I think we were meant to meet, meet each other. They laughed. He laughed. And uh, so then I talked to him for a few. I said, listen, we've got some ones that are immediate occupancy. Let me show up. So I took them out, showed them three of the houses that were spec homes. And I sold them. And I came back in about an hour after being out there with them. And I walked back in and um, Dave looked at me and Jennifer was sitting in there. And I said, hey, uh, Dave, could you do me a favor? Uh, ben and his family would love to buy this house right here called the Sterling model. Yeah, if you could go ahead and write this up for me, I'd appreciate that. Get the paperwork started. And they both looked at me and like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. So then Dave takes me in the house and he goes, oh, okay. are you seriously sold him a house like that? And I'm like, isn't it what I was supposed to do? Uh. <laughs> that's not how this works. And I was like, I'll tell you what, it works for me. I'm in. This is me all day. If that's all I got to do, shit, I can sell a lot of these. And oh, that's how I got into real estate. Kurt, Kurt, I, I so I love that uh, story all the way up until that, that beginning uh, crest of your career. And so many things that you shared, I just want to touch on. Um, obviously real estate, so many people come from so many different walks and it's never somebody's dream, uh, at a very young age to just be involved in real estate. And we all go down different paths, but I love your progression into your, your career and to, to why, and it's driven off of necessity and that miracle. And I can't thank you enough for sharing that, uh, that moment in time, you know, as life adjusted and changed. And I can't even imagine what you and the family have gone through, uh, you know, with your daughter and everything that's going on and cancer has touched so many people's lives. It's, it's not even funny. Uh, but you, you stuck with the process. You did what was necessary to keep moving on. And unfortunately people let instances like that in their life, break them. Um, uh, they change you, but they can also change you for the better. And, um, Kurt, you've done so many incredible things in your life and your career up to this point. And I'm just so glad that you kept pressing forward. And I'm super glad that you took that opportunity at Pulte Group and, you know, obviously taking you to today. So I want to, I want to capture that. So when you're there at Pulte Group, what does it look like from there to today? Because your career has been incredible thus far. So let's, let's take it from, all right, you're at Pulte. What does it look like in progression to today in real estate? Which was great. So um, you know, this is 2004 and life's great. And, uh, I started selling some houses, life's good. You know, people are getting homes. I'm making everybody happy. I, I, I kind of called myself the sleep doctor as a joke, you know, and people kind of got knowing me for jokingly calling myself that oh, he's the sleep doctor. He's the sleep doctor. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I said, well, cause I help people sleep in their favorite homes at night. Right. Oh, good man. So, you know, you, put, you know, the biggest necessity we have is shelter. So, if you can put somebody in the right home, you know, financially it helps them. Most people's financial interest is their home. So most people's whole, whole balance of their retirement is, revolves around their home. So oh, yeah. this is kind of the American dream, right? Home ownership's American dream. Well, mm -hmm. today we look at it a little differently because there's so many things that have happened in the last 12, 15 years. 
But if you look at historically up to that point, that's the American dream. So home ownership is a big deal. And most people use that because they use it as a piggy bank, right? They use it to get HELOCs out, home equity loans, and take money out of your house in order to buy and purchase things or to move on in life or to pay for colleges and all kinds of things. So your home is, is the most important fast asset that you have. It's the largest asset that 99% of the population have. So it's very important, right? So I understood the value of it because I was about to lose mine, right? So I knew what that looked like. So I never forgot that. And even to this day, I never forget exactly where I came from and how it started. But what I did do, what I did change was the way I, I looked at things and looked at people. And instead of being a salesman, right? Because I was very salesy and I got accused of that from all my friends, family, every, ah, oh, you're the, you're easy, you're be careful. He'll talk you right out of everything, you know? Oh no. <laughs> so I always got that. And I think there's a lot of, really good salespeople out there, they get that bad rap because you're always selling, you're always selling. Well, the truth is when people can't see the difference between when you're selling and you're not selling, then you lose your identity a little bit. And I think even in my own family and circle of people, that was happening because I was always on, I'm on, I'm on. Mm -hmm. And you have to make sure that they realize I'm not selling anything to you, right? I'm here to help you. And when you yeah. shift and you go from selling to helping, it changes everything. And the number one thing, um, I was just on stage last week at that, that event downtown and we had a huge audience. And my very first slide on the, on, on the screen was it's a giant stop sign. says stop selling, hmm. start helping. When you okay. come to people from the position of help, it's life changing. If you come to them from the position of I'm going to sell you a house, everyone wants to buy, no one wants to be sold. So you sure. gotta stop selling. So if you want to sell more homes, you want to sell more of anything, stop selling, mm -hmm. start helping them, right? People only care about what matters to what? Them, right? Who's the most important person? Them, right? Who are their three favorite people? Me, myself, and I. That's their <laughs> three favorite people. And when you lose sight of that and you actually think it's about you, and game over, you've lost. And it doesn't mean you can't still sell somebody. I mean, if I jam something down your throat, eventually you might sure. go ahead and say, fine. But the reality is you get buyer's remorse. You don't feel good about it. You're not going to send me referrals. You're not going to say this was a great experience. Hmm. So that's the change. So what that taught me during that time period of my life was yeah. I need to come at people from a position of help for real. And if hmm. I can help them, it's game over. I, 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 I changed everything. Hmm. They'll respect me. They'll, they'll admire me. They'll like me and they'll trust me. And you have to build your trust with them. And people get confused with rapport is building trust. It's not. Mm. right? Rapport is not, oh my God, Greg, your kids play soccer. So do mine. Oh my God. I'm the soccer mom who makes the Rice Krispie treats that are this thick and all the kids love mine. I use more marshmallows. That's my secret. Don't tell anybody. Oh my God. I'm so great. My little Johnny's the greatest soccer player ever. I know yours is good, but my Johnny's like amazing because, you know, I taught him at a young age and I mean, <laughs> everybody loves me. And that's why they love my son, Johnny. It's like, oh my God, shoot me. Right. Yep. <laughs> so that's not building rapport. Yeah, it was Kurt. I told my love cats and they have cats and I have cats. And oh my God. No, that is not building rapport, right? Rapport is built on the value you bring them. The more value I provide for you, Greg, for you, the, the more value that I can give you, the more value you have in me, right? So if that's the case, now I'm, now I'm establishing this relationship built on the trust factor that I have value to you. Now mm -hmm. you trust me. People buy from people they know they like to trust. We've all heard this. Sure. Well, the 
Trust is the key because think about it. In real estate, everybody on the planet, including you, knows a dozen real estate agents, right? You can just sure. rattle them off. And Josephine, Uncle Tom, Cousin Sal, they all sell real estate. Everybody's got a real estate license, right? <laughs> Reality is not everybody sells real estate, right? Just their prices. And what happens is people, people know people that sell. Well, and they like them. They might even trust them so much. I go out of town. I leave my kids, my young children in the hands of, I put my kids' lives in your hands, Greg, because I love you, trust you, know you. The problem is I also know that you don't know how to sell real estate worth a damn. So I can't trust you with the largest asset I have to sell my house or to help me buy my house because I need a real professional. I need somebody that I believe, that I trust, knows my best interests. Mm-hmm. Not, you're my best friend. Does that make yeah. sense? And Big difference. Is, yeah. yeah, and this is what happens in real estate. It's one of the only industries that if you don't use me as your agent, Greg, I now hate you. Like, <laughs> wait, what? You've only sold four homes in your life. You're not a real estate agent. Uh, job, right? And then this happens and people go, Kurt, just because I have a day job. No, I'm not saying that. You can sell real estate, have a lot of success, but understand where your value lies for them. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, right? So when I learned that, which, you know, I, I would say, God, give me a little smack in the face on that one. So, hey, let me teach you a little something here, right? learn and see. So when you say, you know, can that stuff break you? Oh, it certainly can. And I've seen a lot of people that it literally, it, it destroys them. They get frozen in time. They never move on. And, and life becomes very difficult, not only for them, for their other loved ones. And it's a very hard thing. So we have a charity in the memory of my daughter that we do, where I actually counsel these people through this because you have to get through your first of everything. Hmm. And then you have to learn, how do I move forward? Because you don't know how, right? Yeah. So that's, that's how you do this. So in, in sales and in helping other people, it's no different. So now, again, this is what I was brought into my life, the shining light into, okay, Kurt, you got to become a much better person than you ever were before. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I was a bad guy. However, I became a much better guy, right? I became a better person. But it takes time. There's a progression to that, right? And my kids would probably tell you too, right? Not all of them like me all the time either, right? And that's <laughs> probably a good thing to some extent. Uh, fair enough. Right? So that's how this works. Well, so my progression from there was great. So I become this real estate agent doing great. Ulti becomes a wonderful place for me. I'm making good money. We're back on our feet. And I meet some wonderful people, right? Bill Pulte himself. I met him several times. Wow. He came down. We sat together. We talked together. We prayed together. I mean, we had a really, really great little relationship. It was kind of neat. And then um, 2007 happens. And what happens at the end of seven? We go into eight with a market crash, and now no one's selling houses. Builders are going out of business. They're mm-hmm. mothballing your sites. Multi's no different. All of a sudden, we went from 52 sales agents down to those eight of us left. Wow. That's not a good thing, right? So I'm a sales manager heading multiple locations, and yet there's only eight of us left. And it's like, holy smokes, right? So during that, that, that problem, if you're in real estate, that was a horrible day. Yeah. Right? Because those next three years are very difficult. Well, yeah. The bigger the problem you solve, the more money you're going to make. Well said. Right? The bigger the problem, the more money you'll make if you solve it. So no people's problem. Well, people were stuck. They couldn't sell their house because the market said, nope, house isn't worth it anymore. So what we did was me and a guy, that young guy that uh, he was 27 at the time that got cut in the first cuts at Bolte, mm-hmm. came to me with an idea. And he said, what do you think of this? And my background being in, you know, from Honeywell, regional vice president, distribution rep channels. I knew that stuff pretty well. Mm-hmm. And he said, what do you think of this idea? My brain thinks a little weird. So I was kind of like, okay, I can see this because again, necessity, right? What's the mother of all inventions? Necessity, right? Yep. So 
um, we had a necessity. <laughs> we had a big problem here. You can't sell any houses. How are we going to sell them? These builders are going out of business. How do we keep them in business? These people are stuck. They can't sell their house. How do we sell their houses? These people need to move, but they can't. How do we help them? People losing their houses at the same time, right? Short sales, foreclosures were insane, right? The banks went under. So how do we fix that problem? So what we did was we came up with an idea. It was his idea. And he said, what if we didn't like do a guaranteed buyout of these people's houses, what were commonplace at the time? What if we rented their house and then we helped them move here? I said, okay, well, we can take this further. Okay. So if we help them do that, who, who buys their houses? Well, we can't sell their house. How do we do it? Well, what we do and what we came up with, and I'll just kind of give it in a nutshell. Yeah, came yeah. Up with the idea of, look, here's what we're going to do. People that are stuck, we're going to get them to buy with the builders who are going out of business. We're going to keep builders in business. They're going to buy the houses from the builders. We're going to sell them that. Then what we're going to do is take their existing house and instead of them selling it because they can't, they're upside down. So what we're going to do is we're going to rent their house as a corporate lease. And we're going to take all these people who are homeowners that are not renters. These are not lifetime renters. These are homeowners losing their houses who have jobs, who have paychecks that could afford $1,500 a month, but they can't afford $2,300 a month. That's why they're right. losing their house, right? Yeah. They can stuff on them. So let's take those people and let's put them in these houses on a lease option. Now they can purchase this house the day it comes back. So now we're solving their problem. They don't have to be disgraced, humiliated, uh, you know, lose all their confidence in themselves because they've lost their house. We're going to give them what's called a second lease on life. So I gave them a second lease on life. Take them from their bad situation. Hey, great. I understand the bank wants your house. I'll help you short sale the house so the banks are happy with you. You're clean. But we're going to put you in one of these houses. Don't tell your friends you lost your house. Tell your friends that you moved. Because you're going to go, Imano, Imano. I'm going to put you in another house just like what you're in. Yeah. However, with that payment, because these people didn't have an interest only that jacked up on So these people's payment is where you were comfortable with and you can afford. Put you where you can afford, put you in this house. So I'm just a pass-through on that for my clients. My clients are buying houses with the builders. The builders are going out of business, not anymore. Now we keep them in business. So we had typically five builders per market. So over the course of the next four or five years, we were able to sell over 4,000 homes in a four-year period of time over wow. the phone. I was selling homes over the phone about 10 a day. Unreal. And built a team doing that. And then I helped builders in a lot of parts of the country. So we were in 17 states, 21 country, or 21 countries, 21 markets, 17 yeah. states um, at the time that at the height of this whole thing. And then I moved on to my next progression because we obviously made a lot of money doing that. That was a lot of fun. We did really well. And we solved a whole lot of people's problems. Yeah, right? for sure. So I had four people involved and I solved all four of their problems all in one, one gig. And it really worked out great. Um, and that got me a lot of, notoriety it got me you know featured in builder magazines and things like that it was kind of cool and yeah. um it was we did a really great thing because we helped a lot of people and these people were all in need all of them so it was really neat to be able to help people for real the more you help people the more money you make imagine that right for sure yep. so if you really want success in life figure out how you can help mass amount of people the more people you help the more money you'll make you mm -hmm. don't need more money you need more people Right, awesome. more people will bring you more money. So you have to understand the balance. And I learned that during those two trials and tribulations that were kind of back to back for me. I had a wow. small reprieve for about three years, and right, and it's like <laughs> right. So my daughter goes to heaven in seven, two thousand seven and two thousand eight. We're all going out of business, like holy smokes, oh, no. like a lot of stuff. So you just got to keep going through it. And I think each thing makes you a little bit stronger than the last thing. So yeah. when the market crash happened. As much as like, oh boy, what do we do for money? Yeah, I've been through worse. That's how I looked at it. This isn't wow. that bad. Let's just figure it out. So I didn't panic. I was like, let's figure it out. 
And then we did. And then we made more money helping more people than I'd ever made at that time in my life. So then from there, the progression was during that period of time, I met a guy named Mark Z. So Mark Z in Michigan, he was the biggest game in town, right? The number one yeah. team in the state. He's this big dog. He's the guy. He's also known as the real estate guy. Okay. So his posters, billboards, Mark Z, the real estate guy, you know? So I got a phone call one day and uh, my secretary says, hey, you got a guy on the phone. He calls himself Mark Z, the real estate guy. Can you call <laughs> himself that? And I started laughing. Oh, uh, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, no kidding. He's really on the phone. She goes, yeah, I know. Imagine he calls himself that. I go, no, no, no. It's Mark Z. I go, if that's really him, uh, that's really cool. I know who he is. I've never met him. But yeah, put him through. So then I answer the phone. Hi, this is Kurt. He's Kurt, Mark Z, the real estate guy. I go, you actually call yourself that, dude. That's awesome. And he starts, what? And I'm like, no, it's all good, man. Good to hear from you, Mark. What can I do for you? And he said, I want to meet with you. I need to pick your brain, try to figure out what you're doing. I hear you all the radio. Well, what we did was we took his radio spots. He was the number one guy on radio locally. Ooh. We took his radio spots because they real estate agents weren't selling homes, right? Yeah. So he gave up all the radio spots. We jumped on those and we were doing our ads all over the place. So, so smart, Kurt. So smart. He was Mark Z, the real estate guy, right? With Z guarantee. So hmm. we came up with our slogan was the six year guarantee. So we will help you move out of your home, move into the new, you buy with the builders. We'll get these people in your house for up to six years. We'll guarantee that we take care of your existing house. Wow. So we kind of had a similar slogan. Again, we didn't, you know, we just listened to what these guys were doing. That made sense. Like, okay, let's do it like that. Cause these guys know how to do it. So I didn't have to really learn it. I'm not a, you know, people are like, man, that was a genius idea. Well, first, it wasn't my idea. I just went <laughs> with it. Second, when I knew how to make it better, um, I knew how to build off of it. And sure. then the next piece was, right, learn from the people that are doing it at the level you want to get to or beyond that level. Absolutely. You'll have your recipe for success. Success leaves clues. These are the clues. When we say that, this is what that means, right? Mm. So why wouldn't I just follow the, follow the path that's already laid out? And stop sure. trying to beat your chest and tell everybody how great you are. I didn't have to say anything. I just had to go do it. Yep. So again, I've been humbled several times in that period of time in my life that I didn't, I didn't need to beat my chest on anything. And <sighs> I didn't feel I had the right to either. But what I did understand was, again, proximity. Mm -hmm. Mark Z calls you and he's the number one guy in town and says, I want to have lunch with you. You take that lunch. For sure. Go meet the guy. We had nothing to be able to do business together with at that time, but my God, I get to have lunch with this guy who's at the top of the food chain in mm -hmm. our industry. Why would I not do that? That's amazing. Yeah. So I was like, wow, I, I hit the jackpot talking to this guy and I'm just picking his brain. He's picking mine. And I always thought it was amazing that he thought I had more value to him than he gave to me. And I'm like, I get all the value out of this. Thing, <laughs> right. And Love it. So if you can humble yourself enough and, and get your ego out of the way, you'll be shocked at what you learn from the best people and how much they'll share with you. He never stopped sharing with you. That was some cool stuff. You know, Kurt, as you as you mentioned that and, and story leading up to, to the next chapter uh, of your career, it's just fascinating to me is all the ebbs and flows and the pivots that you made, the ideas and implementation, but it's not for lack of hard work. And, and like you were saying, you're not taking the credit. You're surrounding yourself with great people. You're really looking at it as to how to serve and as many people as possible. And that's why you've continued to have those successes. Uh, it's just a testament to who you are and your character in and of itself. Uh, but but continue. I, I really am. I'm super pumped about you know the next chapter with Mark Z. So let's let's go yeah, there. So that's what opened the door up to Mark. We became friends, and I realized, wow, 
this guy who I thought was this big egomaniac guy all over the TV networks, the radio, billboard signs, every expressway, can't drive five miles and not see this guy's mug looking at you, right? <laughs> and uh, I found out that, damn, he's a hell of a nice guy. You know, he's a really good guy. He's an introverted guy. He's sure. the opposite of exactly what I thought of him based mm -hmm. on what I saw, right? So mm -hmm. once you get to know, don't judge the book by its cover, I get to meet the book, right? Read What's the book that? and find out. So when I got to meet him and read his book, you know, I read read into him and he kept sharing and sharing. And it was amazing to me how many times he would tell me, you know, Kurt, that's good. I don't know. Hmm. And I always thought, well, you're supposed to act like you know everything, right? No, not at all. Hmm. And one of the best things that he did was that gave me instant credibility with him that, wow, this guy's very credible. What he says, I believe, because I realized over time, he doesn't know how to lie. Hmm. He don't know how to bullshit. He don't know how to say that. He doesn't know how to BS. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do anything, right? This guy is straightforward, straight to the just straight to the point. Now, sometimes he's gonna tell you something you ain't gonna like. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. So I started learning from this guy when we weren't even working together. Wow. But I learned so much from him during an eight-year stretch before we actually started working together. And what had happened was during wow. that time, eventually we, you know, keeps our paths keep crossing over, but we kept in contact. And I thought he was such a great resource. And I kept throwing ideas at him. Started a brokerage with one of those builders that I was selling all their houses for. So yep. And we built this brokerage together with this builder and we built it and sold a franchise, first franchise model of it off and all this stuff. I did all that. And I was, wow. I was recruiting agents and building our brokerage and my job was growth. And that's what I did. Yeah. Well, then I found that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm recruiting all these agents and building our brokerage. The problem is most of these agents aren't very good at selling homes. <laughs> So I need to really start thinking through showing these guys how to sell homes. Hmm. Well, I was very well trained from Pulte, right? Oh, and Bob Schultz was my first trainer. And then I went through the Sandler's training. Then I went through Floyd Whitman's training, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, well, now I'm getting pretty versed in all these different trainings. And I'm kind of morphing them together, creating my own. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and again, I've invented nothing. But I've taken pieces of other people's stuff, put them together, and baked my own cake, right? The yep. best chefs out there didn't start off by they knew how to cook the best steak. No, they learned from somebody else, and then they put their little touches to it. They changed it a little bit. They put their caramelization on it. They, they decided they slice it this way instead of that way, right? They, they prepare them. They, they, they season them different. So that's all I do, right? Is I, I've been very good. I always call myself as a good parrot, like the bird, right? Love that. I hear it. I internalize it. And then I say it back the way I would say it. And I like ask them, does this make sense? And when I try that with trials with my, my, my agents, my team, my people, when I get the better responses, I know, okay, that's the right line. That's the way to communicate to them. Because everybody communicates differently. There's no mm -hmm. such thing as one size fits all. Yeah. I'm not everyone's flavor either, right? And the funny part is, Greg- I don't know, I don't know about that, Kurt. I don't know who wouldn't uh, like that flavor, but- Greg, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I, you know, when you, when you start to become- recognizable when you start to you know speak in enough stages when you start working with the best of the best when you get to the towards the top of the food chain sure it's a smaller group and what happens is you start getting haters and i'm like yeah, yeah. am i getting haters and mark told me you know and he's been such a phenomenal resource for me is mark told me once we started working together and he told me he was you'll know you've made it when you've got haters mm -hmm. because they're going to start having an issue with you yeah and i'm like really and it's happening because they don't like your message because it's too true. It's too real. And mm. they don't like it. Right? This is what's uncomfortable. I mean, I have this up on my board here and I do different you know, training and presentations and stuff for agents. One of the biggest shifts in real estate is 
what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Everything's going cloud-based. So cloud-based companies in the whole world, not just real estate, cloud-based mm-hmm. companies have taken over everything. Well, yep. every industry they're in, they are the biggest player in it and they do it in about a five-year span. So you don't know about them for a few years as they're building. And then over the course of once they're, once they're, their model is proven, right? That the concept, right? Proof of concept. So you go from proof of concept instantly, boom, within three to five years, you dominate, you become the biggest player in that arena. So mm-hmm. whatever space they're in, well, once cloud-based got into real estate, that was game over. But again, it's from necessity, right? Mother of all invention. Where did the first cloud-based real estate company come from? Well, it came from Glenn Sanford, who was a guy that worked at Keller Williams, Gary Keller, right? Yeah. This guy was a mega, mega team guy because he knew how to generate leads and he built, you know, a huge team of people. Well, sure. they were doing a ton of business because this guy understood how to generate leads using the internet. He's a very techie guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he was able to do is realize that when the market crashed, guess what? All the brokerages were breaking right down to nothing, right? They're right. empty, going belly up, going out of business, so on and so on. And what he realized was there was a huge need for people to work out of their homes or work remotely because nobody's coming to these offices and most of these offices are closing. So yeah. that was the problem. So he said, I've got, I can't afford to keep it open. So I've got to figure out a way to do this and keep my business and my team going remotely. So he created the first cloud-based real estate company. And what I didn't realize when I was talking to Mark, you know, when Mark said, hey, have you ever heard of this concept? And I said, to be honest with you, Mark, I really don't even get cloud-based. It makes, I don't <laughs> I don't know, right? I was around before the internet was invented. I don't uh, know. I, I have a tough time using my phone and figuring out opening an email. So mm-hmm. he laughed at me you know, and he said, Kurt, you had a cloud-based business. I'm like, no, I didn't. He's like, Kurt, where were you selling the homes all over the country from? I said, well, from here. He goes, how are you doing it? Well, I'd call and then I'd do the internet and I would just sign here, go there, go there. I just directed it all right from here. He goes, right, from a cloud. You were the cloud, Kurt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. Explain that to me again. So he was explaining <laughs> to me what I'd already done in the form of you were working as a cloud. And yeah, I didn't cool. realize it that way. And then it started to make sense. I'm like, holy smokes, I think I get this, right? Mm-hmm. So even though I went in a different direction, he was desperately trying to get it, figure out a way for us to work together for all those years. Mm-hmm. I opened this other brokerage with one of our builders and one of his friends. And we do this whole thing. And we're having, well, I'm recruiting these agents. Now I realize I got to train all these agents because most of them don't know how to sell homes. Yep, so yep. Buying back on that. And it was, it was symbiotic. And you got to constantly train them and help them. And what I realized was most of the brokerages, I mean, to be totally honest, I and mean, I'm going to make some people mad, they suck at training, right? And right. There are, there's, there's a couple out there that, oh, we have training. Well, the problem I have is they have a trainer and they pay them 40 grand a year. Mm-hmm. What are they going to train me to do? Make 40 grand? Right. Not my cup of tea, but that's why there's such a space for bigger coaches and trainers. Now they charge a lot of money and you don't mm-hmm. have to pay a lot of money. You got to find somebody that resonates with you, that right. understands the boat you're in. And, and one of the things that, you know, I've learned so much from Mark, but then Mark opens the door to the next group. Next thing you know, I, I joined with Mark. We go to the EXP, this cloud company, because he gets yeah. me to realize I do know what cloud means when I didn't realize I knew what cloud was because I thought I didn't know. Well, sure. now it makes sense to me. Again, parrot. I had to hear it. Explain it to me. Let me repeat it back to you in the way my brain deciphers it. Mm-hmm. That's more relatable to the people that I talk to. And right. all of a sudden, now I've got something, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm like, holy smokes. And then I meet Glenn Sanford, who's the guy that invented EXP, the cloud-based real estate broker. Mm-hmm. And talking to him, you know, I just, uh, we were just out in Denver uh, just a few weeks back doing an event out there. And uh, I was privileged to be a host of that event, which was really cool with a couple others that are amazing people. And Glenn's there. So I interviewed Glenn and I said, you know, 
Len, you know, it's interesting. We've known each other for four and a half years now. It's been really cool. It's been an amazing relationship. I can talk to you directly. I mean, it's just insane. You know, we have a billionaire on speed dial and talk to the guy. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of a different world, right? Your, your mind just has to go around this stuff. And I'm talking to him because he's just a normal person. And I asked him, I said, what's the one thing? And he said, you know, Kurt, the thing that is the, is the coolest thing, and it's totally what I relate to because this is how I coach and train, is he said, Kurt, it's not about the top 1% people making all this money from, you know, rev shares and all the stock, per, you know, that you get from the company, all this good stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But he goes, those top one percenters are going to be successful probably in anything they do, no matter if they're going to be up there. 100%. Those are those people, right? It doesn't matter what you do. You're going to have success in what you do. Yep. It's the other 99% Kurt, that needs your help that one extra sale a month. If you can help somebody sell one home a month, you'll change their life. Mm-hmm. Well, I can do that. I do that every day. Matter of fact, I can teach them how to do two a month. Imagine that. <laughs> their life. Then I can teach them, which is what I've been taught mm-hmm. and learned on how to start building their business and take their business to the next next level, right? So if I can help them with their business and that, again, I got the, you know, I, I got to learn from school hard knocks and having to have to change and do things. But I did that running a brokerage, owning, you know, being a partner of brokerage, opening selling franchises, doing all that. But then partnered with Mark, Mark runs this mega team. Mm-hmm. Well, had a mega team doing 100 million bucks. Well, now we're a mega team doing 300 million bucks. You know, he had 14 agents. Now we've got 128 agents on mm-hmm. the team, and I've got almost 3,000 agents nationwide. Yeah, so that's a whole game change, right? This is where everything changes. So when Glenn said, "Kurt, the thing that I'm most proud of is I help people generate money in real estate, not just from their next house, but they have the ability to build something that they own that mm-hmm. brings them additional income." And when I can help somebody bring in an extra five thousand dollars a month because that is life-changing to these people sure that makes me feel freaking phenomenal and i'm like you know you're so right glenn i said it's funny because i help agents across the country sell an extra home a month just one extra home a month well depending on what price point you're in that's that that's life-changing stuff so well kurt kurt i, I want to jump in there because i think that it's important for everybody to know how many lives you have touched you've helped so many i mean literally thousands of producers across the united states train educate grow and scale their businesses i mean you are truly one of the best and brightest into that space and it's phenomenal and everything that you shared with your background is obviously leading up to that point and i this this kind of begs the question in where everybody's tuning in they want to learn from the titans they want to grow from the ones that have been there done about the t-shirt and you've done that over and over again kurt so this will lead into a great uh, segment you training and educating and looking back at your career through all the professionals that you've touched and engaged with uh, from the beginning of your career to today if you could look back and pick or choose one or two things that you maybe implemented or engaged with that really saw growth. You really saw change. And I know you've dropped a ton of nuggets already, just peppered throughout this whole thing. Uh, but I just wanted to see if there was anything specific you wanted to touch on with that. And yeah. You- if, I, if I could talk to my younger self and say, hey, dummy, right? <laughs> Two things, right? And I, yeah. I touched that at the beginning. One is take your ego and throw it to the side because you're not that great. There's mm-hmm. always somebody bigger, better, faster, stronger. Wow, so stop it. beating your chest. My dad taught me something as I grew up my whole life. And he said it to me repeatedly. He always said, Gordie Howe, be Gordie Howe. Mm. Well, Gordie Howe is the greatest hockey player of all time. And Wayne Gretzky, you know, known as, right? So you've yeah. got Mr. Hockey and, and the greatest, right? The great. So, all right, pick either one you want. 
but what do they both have in common? Neither one of them ever one time got in front of a microphone, got on a TV camera, got in front of a lot of people, ever one time he said, I am the greatest. Though everybody asked him, are you the best hockey player that ever lived? And they would always say the same thing, right? Mm. Now, there's a lot of really great hockey players out there. Yeah. They would never say it. You know why? Because they didn't have to, because everybody else said it for them. Well said. My dad well, always said, be Gordie Howe. Right. Back then, Wayne Gretzky wasn't playing yet. Just, I'm, as old as, I'm older than Wayne Gretzky. So, right? <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. so that's what my dad always said. Be Gordie Howe. Be so good that everybody says how good you are. Don't you be the one to ever say it. Now, of course, you're young and dumb. You're beating your chest telling everybody how great you are every time you do anything. Right. So you, you, you <laughs> sure. kiss a pretty girl and you want to tell everybody about it because, hey, I kiss a pretty girl. Like that. Hey. <laughs> right. You don't want to beat your chest. So that would be the number one thing I would tell myself. Right. Mm. To stay humbled and don't need. God to smack you on the head and say, hey, dummy, put you here for purpose. Help other people. Be wow. humble. And help them, right? And I have my little gratitude stone. A lot of people, you know, use these kinds of things, and I certainly do. And oh, very cool. My daughter's out of her collection of little stones, right? I have it. I've had it so long, I actually put a dent in it. So it's wow. I dropped it once, and I chipped it, too, which that upset me. So I made sure. But I rub it so much that the sharp edge is so dull right now that I couldn't Unreal. even cut anything with it. But it's uh, that's how I, I carry this with me at all times. So I'm, it's in my pocket. Every day, no matter where I'm at, you ask me, pull it out, and I guarantee I have it on me. Um, because again, it's it's the gratitude. It's humble, right? Remember who you are. You're nobody that special. But if you help other people, then you become special to them. So yeah. that would be my number one tip, help, right? Pro tip, right? Type so tip, good. So right? good. Yeah. Um, number two is proximity creates leverage. Mm. Learn to leverage, Right. Mark Z, again, I know I brought up Mark 30 times in here, but when you get a guy who's at that high in his game to literally grab your hand, walk you to the promised land, so let me show you each piece along the way. My God, what I have learned in those last four and a half years working with Mark has been insane, wow. but the opportunity had to be there, right? So it's a combination of things. Mark said, hey, I'm willing to leave this big, huge, giant company. He was at Keller Forever, great company, mm -hmm. right? A lot of our company money came from Keller as well. Not that these are bad people. These are great people. Yeah. But the market, the industry, the industry is changing, not the market. Market right. goes up and down. We sell houses. We don't. The rates are up. Rates are down. Oh, that's crap, right? That's just the market. It's always a great time to buy. It's always a great time to sell, period. So yep. get over get over all that other, the, the, the little voices in your head, the drunk monkey, get them mm. off your shoulder. Because he's <laughs> stuff, right? The wrong stuff. Remember, every problem there is, there's a solution. The bigger the solution, the bigger the problem, the more you people you help, the more money you make. It's that Love simple. It. Right? Don't get caught up in the minutia. Um, but the industry is changing because of the cloud-based stuff, right? Yep. So once I understood what that meant, being an old guy, hmm. non-techie, and I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. So then Mark's whole thing is, Kurt, you need to learn to leverage. That's hmm. how you run your business. And I'm like, okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I've run some businesses here. Teach me this again. Get me more specific. So mm -hmm. what I would give to you and the Titan family and, and people watching is learning to leverage, it starts the proximity, right? You've got to get in the room with the right people. Sure. They've got the power. They've got the leverage. They can open any door you need open, mm -hmm. and they'll want to do it for you if they like you. Mm -hmm. How do you get them to like you? How do you get them to talk to you, right? Proximity, nearness in space, nearness in time, nearness in relationship. That's where the money's made in the relationships, right? Build awesome. your network of people. You know, vaster, broader network. I've got a massive network of some of the most incredible people on this planet. And I actually have a direct connect conversation and talk to these people, right? There are people, you know, 
I never thought in my life I would be friends with a billionaire. Not only am I friends with one, I'm, built, I'm friends with three. I have three billionaires on my phone who I interact <laughs> with and talk to. These are billionaires. Like, what am uh, I doing awesome. talking to billionaires? Right? What do they want to talk to me for? Because I actually bring value to the conversation with them because they bring massive value to me. So again, all I have to do and all you have to do, all your listeners, if you want to learn how to do it, go up and say hello to them. Introduce yourself to them. Say, hey, I just wanted to say hello. Very far. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of yours. I think you're a pretty amazing person. Just want to say hi. Chick in. Just got to meet you. My name is Kurt Shewell. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, I would love to help you in any way I can. So please let me know. Mm. Nobody says this to them. Nobody asks them if they can help them. They go to them going, can you help me? I just need this. And if you could just this for me and here, here, here's who I am. And let me tell you how great. Think about this. For me to walk up to a billionaire going, let me be my chest at great at. <laughs> what an idiotic thing. Right? When you say it, it sounds so silly. It does. All the time because they want to impress them. Hmm. Don't impress them. Impress upon them that you think that they have massive value. And if there's any, anything I can do to give you value, I would, I would relish the opportunity to help you or to, to do anything I could to, to help you and benefit you in any way. Hmm. Nobody talks to these people like that. I right. promise you, you got their attention and they'll ask you a question. And now you just keep asking questions because who do they want to talk about, Greg? Who are the three favorite people? Remember them? Yeah, oh yeah. Billionaires <laughs> can't wait to tell you how great they are. You just gotta ask. Them. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Kurt. That's, that's the secret. That the you again, you just bring so much knowledge and information and 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 direction from so many places, Kurt. And and, and so humble and the character that you show is massive because you're surrounding yourself with the right people and you're you're laying the foundation for others to do the same. And, and I would yeah. I would encourage everybody out there, you know, if, if Kurt is really sticking out to you and what he's putting down there, and this is just scratching the surface, Kurt, I mean, we could go on and on and on. We're almost at an hour here, which is, is longer for these episodes, mind you, but it's like a blink of an eye. (laughs) No, no, Kurt, never apologize. This is constant information for people to consume, but what I would say is if you like what Kurt's saying, you got to follow him on social platforms. You got to engage with this man because there's so much to learn and to grow. And, and Kurt, you've helped so many people. But I, I, I do want to really direct traffic. I want to make sure that if somebody does want to get a hold of you, Kurt, what's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you, to learn more from you, and potentially partner with you as well? Wow. Um, thank you. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I would love the opportunity to help anybody else that I can. It, it, you know, it's funny, Greg, is, you know, I'll give you many ways to get a hold of me, but um, call me, please. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no it's the, it's it, when you're helping, the more people you help, I learned this from a, a guy who's a real estate coach, John Chuck Black, he's a life coach, real estate coach, all these things. Um, one of the things he had said a long time ago, he said, you know, if you, if you start helping more people, the more people you're helping, the actual easier it is for you to help more people. And I know that sounds really weird, right? Busy people stay busy, right? Right? We're never not going to be busy. The difference is, are you being productive in your busy time? Most people get busy doing busy work and they don't ever become productive. They get lost in the spin wheel, right? They're on the hamster wheel just running and they're never looking. Remember I said about you can focus on one thing, but you got to pay attention, right? When you can pay attention and look as you're running on the hamster wheel, you're going to start having more success. And Mm. I help people understand what that means because we all got in real estate because we want what? Freedom. That's everybody says. Number one answer. Mm-hmm. The truth is you don't get freedom. You get flexibility with your time. The yep. problem is most of us are not great at managing our time. Mm-hmm. So when we're salespeople, right, we're on that sale, we're on our game, go, go, go. 
problem that we have is we suck at our time management skills mm. because we get caught up in these things. Me and you talking for 30 minutes and we're going on an hour, right? This is going <laughs> to happen, right? This is what's going to happen. You ask me a question, I'm going to take you around the block twice to make sure you really understood each house on that street that we were at as we got there, right? And maybe yeah, it's yeah. more information than you needed, but that's just who I am because I'm going to pour myself into what I do because I want people to feel it. Remember, people won't remember everything you tell them, but they'll remember every way you made them feel. So you've well got to make sure that you help people in a way that touches them. It matters to them. It's not about you. It's mm -hmm. about them. Class number one on my boot camp. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. And no is your friend, right? Stop being afraid of no's. Get on the yes train, all that crap. No, bullshit. That's selling. Start helping, right? Yeah. No is your friend, right? I can close everybody with the word no. It's really simple, right? Greg, you know, would you rather keep looking in houses or would you rather sleep in your favorite house? Would you like to keep looking or would you like to sleep in your favorite house? Which one's better? Keep looking or no? Yeah. Okay, no, I agree. I like how you're thinking. So would you like to pass on your favorite one and try to find something else? No. Is there any reason that we wouldn't buy your favorite home? No. You said you wanted this, this, and this. Now that we have all these things, is there any reason to keep looking for what we're looking for when we're standing in it? Mm. No, I agree with you. I like how you're thinking. Let's go ahead and get this written up. You know, you know, there's, there's 80 different ways to close people with no. And no is a very safe word because people like to say no because they feel they're in control. Right. I want you to be in control. This is your decision, not mine. Right. You asked me to show you this, this, and have we gotten there? Yes. Okay, great. Now that we've gotten there, is there any reason that we wouldn't do this? No. Okay. Is there any reason you'd like to go see some more things that you don't want to buy? No. Would you like me if I kept showing you things that you wouldn't like? No. Would I be your friend if I wasted all your time? No. Great. Let's sit down and go ahead and get this. Is there any reason you wouldn't? No. Okay, great. Have a second. Right. So, <laughs> We can do this all day, but you've got to get people where they're comfortable, where they are. Remember, it's not about you. It's about them. Mm -hmm. Meet them where they are. We talk about this. Meet them where they are. Yeah. Right. So when we're talking about that, that's really the focus of what I want to make sure that people get and bring it to the table. And that's what's going to help them the most is mm -hmm. helping them where they are. So to get in contact with me, if you like more of this kind of stuff, this is the way I coach, I train, I teach. This is what we do. Um, you can reach me on Facebook, right? Kurt Shewell is Curtis with the ISO. My name makes a question. Kurt is Shewell. You mm. can reach me on Instagram. Instagram is probably the best because you can message and do things on that way quickly and easily. You can get me on LinkedIn. I'm on, I'm on every one of the social media platforms. Mm. Truth is to swear straight up, right? Um, four and a half years ago, I did not have a Facebook. I did not have anything other than LinkedIn. The only social <laughs> media I was on. Right? <laughs> so it was bad. Now I have webinars. Now I have YouTube channel. And now I have uh, Facebook and now I have um, tweeting, Twitter, Twitter thing. And <laughs> I'm, I'm learning all this stuff. Right. But yeah. I have all these things. So yeah, if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, Curtis, you, will, uh, you can reach me. You can find me on any of these platforms the same. I'd love to connect with you. If nothing else, we can become more friends. I'll share everything that I have, all the knowledge and everything I have it doesn't cost you anything. I'll be happy to provide these things for you, help you out. Um, you know, one of the things that people get hung up on too, Greg, is, you know, well, I don't want to have a script. Well, have you ever watched a movie you liked? Well, yeah. That actor, did you think that actor was that character? Oh, yeah. That guy, oh, man, holy smokes, right? Did you believe that, you know, Tom Hanks was Forrest Gump? Oh, absolutely, right? That's why that movie was so phenomenal. Did you believe he was Forrest, right? Mm -hmm. People imitated how he spoke and the whole nine yards, right? Well, shocking, but he was reading a script. Yeah. These weren't his words. This was a script, right? Well, you know the script, 
and you know the objection handlers to the script. So that way, when you ask the right questions, you win. The problem is we all want to tell people everything. Stop telling, start asking, tell them nothing, ask them everything. They'll give you the answers to the test. You want to close everybody? I'll teach you how to close everyone, right? Every single person. I even do a, a training call, which you're happy to put it out here. Oh, yeah. Call this call every morning. It's Eastern time. So Eastern time, if you're on the West Coast, it is early for you. But we do it at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time, 7.30 to 8 o'clock. Usually runs a few minutes over, 8, 8, 15. We're done. And we do a training call Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Every day, Friday's our podcast. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We do it 7.30 to 8 o'clock. It's a sales training for real estate. It's all role plays, scripts, objection handlers, how to overcome these things. We speak them up for real. It's a real conversation. We've got a, uh, about 120 agents every day that are on this training call. You come on, when you call in, you just call, it's an Uber line. So you just call into it. You're on the call. Remember to mute your phone because we don't want to hear what you're doing in the mornings. <laughs> okay, right? Uh, and uh, they can put out, it's 248-803-0656, 248-803-0656. If they call that number, you'll be on it. And on Thursdays, I challenge everybody on Thursdays. I've got three coaches on there on Thursdays, myself and two others, that if you can give us an objection we can't handle, I'll give you $1,000. Oh, Kurt, I, I love it. And, and again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time and just sharing so much knowledge and understanding the industry and just pouring into everybody. And I'm going to put all those links in the show notes, and I would love for everybody to tune in and jump on one of those calls because you can learn so much from Kurt. It's not even funny. I know you have today already, so I want to say you're welcome for uh, for me connecting with Kurt and, and asking him to be on here. It's been an honor and pleasure. Kurt, I can't thank you enough, my friend. I do have to dub you an official real estate titan. That is an honor that you can carry forever, my friend. It's a badge of honor. Uh, there's no plaques or trophies, as I say, but you can carry it in your heart. So I, appreciate uh, thank you. I, I can't thank you enough, Kurt. You, you nailed it. This was so great. Well, hopefully we gave you a little bit. So thank you for your time, guys. Thank you guys for having me. The real estate titans, you guys are the real deal. So I'm just honored to be part of this group. Here. Thank you. Uh, Kurt, you're a true Titan, my friend. And, and again, I just want to thank everybody out there as always for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like here, we're doing with real estate Titans. Don't forget to give us a like subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I do want to give our sponsor a quick shout out Lionbolt media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your business on the digital marketing side, really looking for exposure, lead generation, and ultimately conversion to more closed transactions, visit lionboltmedia.com. Now, we are live here every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take Reach care. out to Greg Fowler. This guy's the best, <laughs> most genuine guy I've ever met right here. Kurt, you're too kind. I love you, my friend. I appreciate you. Take care. Thanks, guys.